0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Immanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. All right, in the next few minutes, I'm going to be teaching on how to pray. Continuing our series. On prayer, hallelujah. You know, one thing I've emphasized in this series is correcting a very popular phrase. A lot of people say that we learn to pray by praying. And I know what they mean. They are trying to say that no matter how many books you read on prayer, you can't have a prayer life without praying. And I think they should have just said that. But the notion that you actually learn to pray or you learn how to pray by praying is not true. Because in the Word of God, you see that God or Jesus taught on how not to pray as much as He did how to pray. That means there is how to pray. God is not indifferent about how you pray, He's not. There is how to pray. Tell the closest person to you, see, there is how to pray. And that's what we're here to learn. I mean, so you want to learn how to pray from Jesus. And you see repeatedly, he's teaching how not to pray. In Matthew chapter six, verse five, he says, and when you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites. So don't pray like this. These people pray this way. Don't pray like that. How not to pray is a a crucial teaching on prayer. In verse 7, he says, but when you pray, don't use vain repetitions. Don't pray like hypocrites. Don't use vain repetitions. In verse 31 and 32, he says, when you stand to pray, don't be anxious. He says, take no thoughts what you shall eat or what you shall drink. It doesn't mean you can't ask a God for things. It means don't be anxious about things. Hallelujah. I wish I had enough time to dwell on that. See, you cannot receive from God if you are anxious in prayer. Have you seen people who are just afraid? You know, and, and rightly so. I know the situation appears insurmountable to your mind but you can get so frantic that even when the Lord is speaking to you, you don't hear. Some of you know what I'm saying. You're just afraid. And when you, the more you panic, the more susceptible you are to the plan of the enemy. Fear is always an inroad to the enemy. It turns out a lot of people, their issue with prayer is not how, <laughs> but how not. Praise the Lord. There are just some things they need to separate. They are getting the right things right. But they, are, they have additions that they need to take out of the way. For someone here, that anxiety, if you just remove it, for instance. Just remove it. You are free. Okay, maybe the doctor said there's an issue with you. You have already concluded in your mind. That means I can never get married. That means I can never, you know, and those conclusions. So every time you have the opportunity to pray, you're just, oh God. And I understand, and God understands. But you see, the empathy of God still wouldn't help you. You know, Jesus looked at the disciples. You know, he said, I understand why you're sleeping. I know that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So, so Jesus showed empathy. You had a busy schedule. You really want to pray, but your flesh is weak. That's why you're sleeping. However, if you don't pray, what will happen? You fall into temptation. So, many times we so afraid. We're panicking. And God is like, oh, daughter, you know? But except if you demonstrate faith the Bible way, nothing can change. So there is how not to pray. Let me give you an example. In Acts chapter 19, the Bible tells us about some guys we're not really told their name, but we're just we we're told the son of whom they are. <laughs> They're called the sons of Sceva. In that period, the Bible says, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. From verse 11, Acts 19. It says, so special that people began to take aprons from him and to lay on the sick. And when the aprons or the clothes or the materials from Paul were taken and placed on the sick, they were healed. And those with demons, the demons left them. So these sons of Sceva, seeing that, they went about. They took a new job. Sons of Skeva, Deliverance Ministry International. And so they found a guy who was possessed of a demon, and they said, okay. You know, people like that, their motivation is usually money. Yeah. Hallelujah. Someone was here was telling me how his dad went to a man of God. And before the man of God would talk, he said he should drop money. So the father dropped money, and he said, it's not enough. <laughs> Hallelujah people like that, their motivation is usually money. Hallelujah. You know. So they went to this man's house. This guy who was possessed of a demon. And they were, their mind was set on what they saw Paul do. They were going to copy everything verbatim. So they went there. Everything was prim and proper. The diction, it was as rehearsed. The construction was right. They did everything right. They said all the right things. They said it the way Paul said it. They used Paul's posture. And they even said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. And the demon responded, or one of them. (laughs) He said, jesus we know paul we know who are you hallelujah so that tells us that prayer is not just about the technicalities and the construction fundamentally it's about who you are who you are the first rule when it comes to how to pray is for you to answer the question, who are you? Are you aware that demons don't die? So the demon who asks, who are you is still alive today. And he prob- probably is in someone, somewhere in the world. I'm not saying that to, to freak you out, but it's true. And so he's still going to ask, who are you? Help me ask the person by your side, "Who are you?" Try to answer and note the answer that your neighbor gives you. You know, you know, so, you know. In our culture, a lot of people like to ask, "Do you know who I am?" What? Hallelujah! So, so the last person that I ask you, I say, "Sorry, who are you?" Do you understand? Glory to God. Because it's a matter of identity. Prayer is a matter of identity. That's why Jesus said, When you pray, don't be a hypocrite. The sons of Sceva, they were hypocrites. They were trying to pretend to be who they weren't. He says, Don't be as the hypocrites. He said, Hypocrites love to pray like the sons of Sceva. Can you imagine that people who don't really believe in Jesus want to cast out demons in His name? It's amazing. But such happens today. In John chapter six, you know Jesus was healing the sick. Oh, multitudes were gathered, casting out devils. They were healing him. Best of all, he fed five thousand. During recession, ah, <laughs> they turned this crusade to a political campaign. They said, we will make you king. I mean, Jesus literally had to run away. Hallelujah. But the moment the same Jesus began the teaching of the word, I am the bread come down from heaven. If you will eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will never die. You <laughs> the Bible says, every one of the multitudes on their back and stop walking with him. They stop following Jesus. Hallelujah. The same thing happens today. A lot of people are not interested in the God to whom we pray, but they are interested in what prayer can do. They're interested in what prayer can do. So Jesus said, hypocrites love to pray. The sons of a love to pray. But don't be like them. Don't be like the hypocrites. I remember um, I was somewhere in a bus stop. And maybe because they heard the people with me calling me pastor, some touts came to me. They didn't want money. They said, ah, pastor, pray for us. That's all they wanted. Some of you know what I'm saying. And I said, in Jesus' name. And they all bowed their head. The ones that were wearing caps. They removed it and they bowed their head and they, as I was praying you know all of them were smelling Indian him you know they, they were not they were not interested in changing their life or actually even knowing Jesus but they believed that God can make them successful. hallelujah and so they wanted prayer have you seen um, award shows today? like the Grammys, you will see (laughs) someone whose video had ladies with weird dance moves. See, I dedicate this, I want to, first and foremost, I want to dedicate this to God. (laughs) And the lady is wearing pocket square. Do you know pocket square? You know, that. Thing, that thing they put in pockets. Some ladies wear it. They just put two ropes and wear it and then I dedicate this to God. You go to the tailor with half yard. Half yard. I want you to sew me something nice. hallelujah <laughs> but they dedicate it to God many of the guys aren't any different leave all kinds of use all kinds of swear words and they dedicate it to God that's our culture. you you know there's a Nigerian artist in the same song you know he said I want your body sleeping in my bed then next sentence I'm serving a living God Same song. I mean, right after he said that, he said, I'm serving a living room. Praise the Lord. What a God, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs chapter 18. Did I say 18? Proverbs chapter 15, verse 8. Goodness, you're welcome. Proverbs chapter 8 15 verse 8 are you there? I didn't say it's the screen there I said are you there read together one to go he says the sacrifice The devotions of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. It says, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. Hallelujah. Which means, prayer is not just about what you say or how you say it. It's first and foremost about who you are. And the relationship with the one with whom you're speaking. It says the prayer of the upright is his delight. You see that? So you may offer sacrifices. That's talking about in the Old Testament. The Lord said, their lips are near me. Or they draw nigh to me with their lips. But their hearts are far away. So you can draw nigh to God with your lips. You have to understand, prayer makes people look good. Makes people look good. So Jesus said it because he always knew the hearts of people. He said, hypocrites love to pray. They pray in public where people can see them. And that doesn't mean that you can't pray in public with the right motives. But you can also pray in public just so people can see you. And he says they have their reward. So prayer makes people look good. So people pray for different reasons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he says that sacrifice, that devotional, is an abomination to the Lord. He says, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. Hallelujah. So it's not just about how you say it. It's not just about what you say. It's about who you are. Look at Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 and 2. It says, and I read. Behold, the hand of the Lord is not shortened, that he cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. He says, but your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. Hallelujah. This is what the prophet told the children of Israel, the Jews. The hand is not shortened that he cannot save. His ear hasn't grown deaf that he cannot hear and deliver you. He says, your iniquities have separated you. Hallelujah. It is the fall of man that necessitated Adam and his wife leaving the Garden of Eden. That was the end of fellowship. That's what happened. So I just said all this to let you know that when it comes to prayer, It's a gospel matter. It's a gospel matter. it's, It's fundamental that you understand what God has done about sin. Because sin is a huge issue in prayer. The Bible is clear about that. Who are you? By your own merit, who are you based on what Christ has done? What do you believe? Hallelujah. Like I said, the gospel is a huge subject when it comes to prayer. It's the difference maker. You have to understand, we were the scum of the earth. Spiritually speaking, we were the worst of all creation. Someone says, how? It wasn't the animals. Even though they are lower than human beings, but they were not the ones who committed treason against God. Are you aware that man is the reason animals die? Did you hear what I said? Man is the reason animals die. The whole of creation looks at man with a Because of what we've done, many times the oceans, you know, it will find itself going beyond this bank. It doesn't want to destroy things. It was not designed to. It was not created to. All of that is as a result of the fall of man. Hallelujah. So it is not only man who is crying out for salvation. The Bible says the whole creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. Let's read that Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, from verse 19. Turn your Bibles as fast as you can. It says, and I read, for the earnest expectation of creature, creation, not just man, but what? It says, Eagerly wait for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly. Every time that ocean destroyed people and their property, it didn't want to. Are you listening to me? Look at verse 21. It says, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Everybody read verse 21 together, one to go. Wow, right? So not only are you going to receive a new body, there is going to be a new heaven and a new earth. They are part of the salvation plan. They were affected also. They were affected also. So you can imagine the responsibility man had. And then he fell, and the Bible says, because of man, sin entered the world and death by sin. It says death was passed upon all men because all had sinned. Think about if if the soil had opportunity to talk to Adam. Think of what he would say. If the stones had opportunity to talk to you see, it appears like the rivalry still exists. (laughs) Jesus said, "If, if I give the stones the opportunity, they will cry out. Like... Guys are irresponsible. Give us the chance. We will praise you. Hallelujah. So it says, by one man, Romans five twelve, sin entered into the world and death by sin. It says death passed upon all men because all are sinned. And that is a prayer issue. How can unworthy? Humans approach the almighty but holy God for help. It's not just about how you pray, you get the right words. Why did Isaiah say, The ears of the Lord have not grown deaf that he cannot hear you? It means that these guys were praying. They were praying, but they were not receiving answers. And so Isaiah wants to set the record straight. It's not God. It's not as if he can't hear you. It says there is something that has caused a wedge, a separation. So the question now is, what did God do? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at Romans chapter five from verse seventeen. Romans chapter five, verse seventeen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, are you in church today? I said, thank you, Jesus. He says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through one, much more, hallelujah. He says, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came upon all men, resulting in justification of life. Glory to God. This has a lot to do with prayer. You know, in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, Paul says there is none righteous. He was quoting the scriptures. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, no not one. There is none that doeth good. Your mouth is full of cursing and all of that. But he tells you what God has done. Hallelujah. All mankind was doomed to die. God took on flesh. dwelt amongst us. Died our debts. And in so doing, paid for all sins. And it says, just as by one man sin entered the world, by one man also, and his sacrifice, his righteous act, there is justification to life. Glory to God. It says, everyone who receives this abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. So all our lives, our verdict had been that we are unfit, unqualified for a relationship with God. Unrighteous. Prayer is the privilege of the righteous. But now, we have the opportunity to receive righteousness as a gift because of what Christ has done. Maybe you don't understand. You will see why that is important now. You will see why that is a prayer issue now. Turn your Bibles with me, James chapter 5. Are you in church today? Oh, glory, 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 glory. James chapter 5, verse 16. We're going to read the second part of it. The part that talks about effectual, fervent prayer. Are you there? Read together. One, two, go. Hallelujah. He's, tr- he's trying to tell you the kind of prayer that works. The, the word translated avalien is the same word that was reused in Acts chapter 19 verse 20. It says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So he's trying to teach you on prevailing prayer, the kind of prayer that works. How are you going to pray and get results? It says the effectual, fervent prayer. Of who? Prayer has always been a matter of righteousness. And by our own merit, we see this and say, oh my God, my prayers will never count. I can never pray and receive results. But the Bible says those who receive abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. Hallelujah. See, I have abundance of grace. I have the gift of righteousness. See what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. He has become my righteousness. I am righteous in him. Hallelujah. So, when you read the next time you read the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, oh, glory to God. You say he's talking about me. Hallelujah. I've been made righteous by faith. So, when he says, if you shall ask anything in my name, that's the gift of righteousness. So, now I can get things done in the place of prayer, not by my own merit. But on his merit, I can ask in his name. That's righteousness. That's a gift. So it is no more about who I am. Hallelujah. If I believe in Jesus, I've received the gift of righteousness and I can get things done in his name. Hallelujah. So if that demon should ask you, <laughs> who are you? How do you reply? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And so my prayer is effective. Hallelujah. I want you to make that connection. That's, that's the point of the whole teaching. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. God. And so my prayer is effective. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. So I receive answers to prayers. My prayers prevail. My prayers are effective. Because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know what that means? He said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Anything. That's the gift of righteousness. Anything. Oh, I have power with God. Hallelujah. He says, this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. That's the gift of righteousness. Authority because of faith in what Christ has done. It's a matter of who you are. Hallelujah. It's a righteousness affair. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access. Yes. Hallelujah. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Say, I have access. This is what Isaiah was talking about that the children of Israel didn't have. He says, something has caused a wedge between you and God. I mean, he, he, he wants to help, but he cannot because there's a wedge. Hallelujah. But in Christ, Paul says, you have access. Glory to God. I have access. So he says, especially to the sinners, he says, let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Only the sacrifice of Christ can give you such boldness. Hallelujah. No human being can, by his own merit, walk to God boldly. You can't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has become approachable in Christ. No wonder when Christ said it is finished. The Bible says that veil was torn from up to bottom. No more secrets. Everybody could look into the most holy place. Because Christ is my access. Hallelujah. Paul said that that veil was representative of the body of Christ. And when his body was broken, hallelujah, we gained access. Remember that when next you pray. Remember that when next the devil tries to tell you, you know, a lot of people are waiting for a demon to literally say, who are you? But many times, it happens in your mind. There are objections in your mind when you're praying. The devil is trying to say, have you forgotten all your frailties? Have you forgotten you don't qualify? Have you forgotten? How do you reply? Hallelujah. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so my prayers are effective. What a way to pray. If you carry this consciousness every morning when you pray, oh, the result you'll have. Because the enemy will always try to challenge you when you pray. Are you sure you're qualified? Are you sure you're fasted enough? Are you sure you've let? He said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. Now this is how to pray. I just told you, it's not about diction and posture and construction. It is most importantly about who you are. Glory to God. So today, I'm going to give you a few seconds to meditate on who you are, and then I'll give you a few minutes to pray. Hallelujah. Do you know what it means? The one who has all power. He said, all power in heaven and earth have been given to me. And then he said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Have you used that privilege enough? What have you done about this this blank check? What have you done about it? What have you done about it? Someone says, I have prayed about it before. Meditate on who you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? It turns out that who you are, the meditation of of who you are, will make your prayer more effective. i give you a few seconds. Ponder now. Ponder now. Ponder now. And don't just ponder by saying, "Ah, relax it. You can open scriptures. (laughs) Open scriptures. See who you are. Open Romans chapter 6 verse 23. It says, the wages of sin is dead. I know it's true. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Open Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. It says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. From the law of sin and death. Meditate on that. Meditate on that. Meditate on your identity. Meditate on Romans chapter 3 verse 23. For all have seen. And come to the glory of God. But are justified freely by his grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He is my propitiation. Hey. It's my He's my propitiation. The Bible says, if any man sin, he has an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. Hey, my advocate is righteous. Hey, and so my prayer is effective. My advocate is righteous, and so my prayer is effective. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so that means in prayer, the moment you say in the name of Jesus, it becomes you. The dialogue and the authority is beyond you. It's beyond your own merits. Now, all of nature must respond to the authority of the name you mentioned. Hallelujah. Rise to your feet right now. Rise to your feet right now. And begin to use that name. Begin to use that name right now. Use that name right now. Use that name over your family. Use that name over your health. Use that name over that situation. Use that name right now. Use it boldly. Use it like it's yours. It's been given to you. Pray with boldness. Pray with assurance. This is not the time to be silent. Make your petitions right now. Oh, I stand in the authority in the name of Jesus by whom I have access to the Father. And I declare and decree according to his word that if I shall ask anything in his name, it shall be done. I pray for my family right now. I pray for my health right now. I pray for my finances right now. And in the name of Jesus, I profess a change, a positive change. In the mighty name of Jesus, Every mountain is made plain. I prophesy rivers in the deserts. I prophesy possibilities right now. Taco, Saprataka, Shetelebedogos. <laughs> Every demon you account for Standing in the way of my family. In the name of Jesus. I cast you out. It is written. In my name they shall cast out devils. I cast out. Every demon and his his charms against my family. They cease right now. Every manipulation of the enemy against me. Against my marital destiny. Against my health. I trample upon them in the name of Jesus. I exercise my authority in that name given to me. And I trample upon them in the name of Jesus. I trample upon them in the name of Jesus. hallelujah thank you lord in jesus mighty name we have prayed say with me i give thanks to the father i give thanks to my father to whom i have access in the name of jesus I give thanks to my Father whose spirit I carry in my heart. Oh, say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say that with conviction. Greater is he that is in me than any power in the world. Greater is he that is in me than any charm in the world. I exercise authority right now over everything Force of the enemy against my family, against my life, I trample on them in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm a victor in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm a success in Christ Jesus. Say, my life is for the glory of God. Say, my life is for glory. Not for shame. Not for reproach. Every reproach in my life is turned around right now. Is turned around in the name of Jesus. My life is for glory. I'm a victor in Christ Jesus. No more defeat in my life. I'm a victor in Christ Jesus. No more defeat in my life. Say in my career... In my health, in my finances, I walk on water. I walk on water. I walk on water. The impossible is made possible. I said the impossible is made possible. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Say with me right now, I see with the eyes of the spirit. I see beyond limitation. I see open doors. I see opportunities. I will not be hindered. I will not be resisted. I will not be rejected. The favor of God is on my life. The wisdom of God is on my life. I walk in favor. I walk in wisdom. None of my steps will slide. Said the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And I am the righteousness of God and Christ. Say my steps are ordered in my marital destiny. My steps are ordered in my career. My steps are ordered in my ministry. My steps are ordered, ordered by the Lord. I walk in discernment. I cannot be deceived. I walk in discernment. I know who to trust. I walk in discernment. My steps are ordered. I'm a victor in Christ Jesus. Come on, give Him praise right now. Rejoice right now. Rejoice right now. Tekele Bataya, yay! Oh, sapete. pray in the Spirit for a bit i tell you something is happening right now. Pray in the spirit right now. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.